Hello guys, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the JRE Review. If you listen to this podcast, I really appreciate it. And if you can, you know, leave a thumbs up or a review and and say something about why you like it. It always helps me get more of an understanding of of what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and uh, how to make it better. So, you know, you don't have to put up with really shitty podcasts that I put on. Today's podcast is awesome um, for me to review because it was Joe's conversation with Russell Brand, podcast 1283. I'm um, doing this one a little late. They talked last week, but uh, um, I had some things on. And uh, every time Russell Brand is on, he just seems to get better and better. He's really one of my favorite guests for Joe to talk to, and I love just expanding on it. The point of this podcast is just that I'm a fan of the Joe Rogan experience, and it's such a massive podcast that I love the idea of continued dialogue. I'm not the only person that does reviews of Rogan's podcast. Other people do. There's some guys out of Canada that do it, and they do a great job. You know, they do long-form conversations. They're like hours, and they kind of sum up the whole week. And it's it's decent. It's funny. You know, they they are even at times critical of some of the podcasts, um, you know, saying that they were boring or confusing or whatever. And uh, I like their honesty, I have to say. It's important because there's a lot being discussed in these podcasts, and sometimes you need more than just, you know, their conversation. You need analysis, whether it's crappy or not. I don't know. Uh, I try and keep mine light, and I always try and keep it positive. It's a good lesson for me, and and uh, it helps uh, with things. But yeah, leave some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing, and uh, uh, yeah, please try and say some nice things. That's always, always good. I also want to touch on something Joe says a lot about, you know, not just the hater thing or... Uh, the trolling thing, but but you know, if you find yourself being a person that leaves a lot of negative reviews and a, le- a lot of negative content, you consider that that you might be a bit of a negative person, and that's that's not good for you. You'll feel better if you're not that way, and also if you are doing that, maybe you just don't like a lot of the content that you're listening to, so or viewing. So change it. You know, get some better content in there. So you can enjoy it and leave some positive uh, feedback because that's that's a nice thing to do. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's start this bitch. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So, Russell Brand. This guy is somebody that growing up in England, you know, over the last, God, he must have been around for like maybe 20 years doing different things. He's always been hilarious and he has changed, you know, he's always been kind of a bit of a hippie type, but um, he was, uh, he's just kind of has changed for sure. He's always been very funny though, very witty, very silly. Uh, super peculiar but it always seemed like a genuinely nice guy and uh recent years he's talked a lot about the kind of like the drug problems that he's had and he's a real advocate for addiction and other things and uh, doesn't take that stuff lightly which is cool for people that struggle uh because he has a very honest message that can help hopefully help people move away from the real 
stresses and struggles of, of addictive behavior. Um, and I mean, I think he's kind of been addicted to all sorts. He was like a sex addict and, uh, uh, you know, drug addict, drinking, you name it. I mean, and and across the board, some real strong stuff too. So he has a, a deep understanding of it and, and does his best. You know, he's careful to watch his impulses. He talks about that with Joe, which I really enjoyed listening to because I think on some level, everyone can relate to um, impulses taking you in the wrong direction. And it's natural, but also try not to feel guilty about it understand that you do it and 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 be more careful and in so many ways i think that's why he's gravitated towards uh jujitsu like he has he talked a lot about it he's new he's a white belt um says hopefully he'll be getting his blue belt soon and they they talk about that on the podcast which is pretty cool he's very excited but you know if you have kind of i mean in a sense i guess it's an addictive personality right why not replace the bad addictions with some good addictions that that's probably a smart move i would say and um yeah he's done that you know in so many ways i mean he's moved away from the drugs away from the addiction into a lot of jujitsu and trying to work on more positive aspects um maybe he'll never get over those levels of impulses that's probably why you know he doesn't feel like he can ever get back into doing drugs even on a on a kind of uh, social basis. I mean, you it's good that he's identified that limitation, I would say. If part of the reason that you listen to Rogan is for maybe advice or mentorship, like I do believe a lot of people listen to him, it's not just for entertainment, then Russell Brand is a guy I urge you to follow. I really do. Because his message is, um, I wouldn't say similar. They are very different, but it's very positive. It's well thought out. His podcast is excellent. Um, it's very big in England, and it's getting quite big in other places. I believe that if he had started it at the same time as Joe, but just say over in England, it would be massive in its own right. I mean, he's just coming in a bit later, and it takes time to build up an audience, but uh, he really is all of those similar things. Uh, and always has a great message. I mean, he's a very nice and interesting guy, and that co- that comes across on on Joe's conversation with him. I mean, he just it does seem so genuinely uh, genuine. Uh, one thing I really liked is that they make the point to say it's okay to think uh, and be different, but still get along, right? So one aspect of their podcast they get into, and you notice, is when they talk about hunting. So. Russell's a vegan and could never hunt, as he says, because he's too empathetic towards the animals. And then Joe does it, but there's kind of like a there's like a uh, a commonality in that that they both don't like factory farming, so they went different ways. But even though Russell would say, "Look, this is not my cup of tea," I mean, being English, he'd probably say that. It still is something he understands the direction of and is willing to listen to, and it's okay that people think differently. And that's a really mature way of kind of understanding an argument. Of course, you don't have to agree at all, and you lay your point down, And but if you sit and listen, you might get a different understanding, and and there's no need to yell and scream. And Not that these guys would have, but it's cool that people can communicate like that. It's important to find like that that common ground. But really, Russell is very thought-provoking. 
on this podcast. He has these long, fantastic rants that are really interesting. Uh, probably, if he annoys you with the way that he speaks, it's going to continue to do that because he does those rants quite a bit on this. But I think that they're quite clever. You know, he's not not saying anything. I mean, he's saying some important things. Uh, it, sometimes it's hard to follow what the question is because he he say, "Hey, Joe, I have a question," and then he he just go for so long. You're like, "Okay, wait, where was the question in that?" Um, you can usually get it, but but you know, it's that. Um, they talk about having kids, and this comes up quite a bit. I don't have kids, but I always like hearing about how kids have changed people's lives. Not in the annoying Facebook way where they post a million pictures, and you're just like, "Jesus Christ!" If I see another fucking picture of your kid, I'm gonna you know, delete you as my friend, but in the way that it like, it gives them this other energy to work for and towards. And now they're thinking, shit, I have to, I have to grow up. You know, I've made a little person. They talk about getting the kids into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think that's really important. I, I would imagine, you know, I would probably push it more in my daughters than in my son's. You know, the boys probably learn to fight anyway, but for girls, it never hurts for them to be able to protect themselves. And jiu-jitsu is excellent because it doesn't require a lot of strength. Uh, if you've got a, just the skill set of it, they can kind of lull them in and and uh, choke them out if they're getting attacked. You know, good triangle choke on them. But one thing they say is they both agree that, you know, about pressuring your kids into having a specific job I've had a lot of friends like that that were pushed into medicine or law or whatever by their parents, and they're not necessarily that happy with it, even though it's a good job. I guess parents are just so worried about how my kid will survive that it's like, do this. You've got to become a doctor or whatever. But, you know, I think in so many ways, let them on their own path, you know, even if it means, quote unquote, failing at life, you know, okay, you didn't make a ton of money and, uh, but, but. You could go off and, and just follow your your passion, you know, master something no matter what it is, and, uh, and and that's pretty cool. Russell does mention DMT a few times, and I'm curious to think what you guys thought about that. He is obviously not into doing drugs, but he's really intrigued by what DMT does, where you go, what you're thinking when it happens, and also, you know, the spiritual kind of maybe medicinal healing properties of what it could uh leave out he's obviously talked to a lot of people about this this isn't just like a thought that's popped up he being the kind of like i mean joe even says he looks like a guru the people he must talk to and meet generally in those kind of circles i'm sure a lot of them have done it and a lot of them have probably expressed to him a a, a deep kind of reverence for that experience um, and this leads him to want to really kind of check it out. But, of course, being an addict, uh, being somebody that is thinking that he's trying to find a loophole to get fucked up, he's very concerned about that. And I I really respect that, too. I mean, he's showing a lot of restraint. And it's it's pretty, it's really fucking cool that, that uh, he makes that point. They talk about the difficult things when it comes to stand-up. Uh, and, th- and so much of that I like, and I always like the stand-up ones. You guys know that, that because uh, comedy is, is dear to my heart. And, and 
in so many ways, I think people pursue very difficult things because of an absolute fear that they have of it. They want to overcome this fear. Like maybe they were bullied, so they learn martial arts, or maybe they're scared of public speaking, so they want to do more public speaking. But Joe says he pursues his pursuit of excellence really comes from wonderment and joy. Like he loves it and he wants to do more of it. Now, was he born that way? I doubt it. I think it's easy to see successful people and think that that's just how it is. But, you know, they learn it like anything else. They learn to you know, be more positive or to work harder at difficult things and, and to make that their pursuit and to find a positive, healthy way of doing it. Um, you know, I mean, being motivated through re- revenge, although motivating, is probably not like long-term healthy uh, for you mentally. And, you know, that moves on to th- their favorite comedians, or at least Joe, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle is somebody that I've seen um, just show up to the comedy store a couple of times. And when I've seen it, he was on stage for like two hours, which is, if you haven't been to stand-up comedy, it's very rare that anyone will do that long. They usually do like 25, 30 minutes. And then when they do their special, it's about an hour. But Dave would just go up and kind of shoot the shit. And he's so loose. He's so relaxed. He really is just as incredible. I mean, and Joe explains this a lot better than me. I mean, I don't know comedy anywhere like he does, but when you're watching it, even if you're not a fan, and I've taken people up there, you know, to see him. My girlfriend now came with me and and didn't necessarily know too much about uh, who Dave Chappelle was as a stand-up, but she came away going, wow, that was truly magical what I saw. I'm not saying necessarily he's like that all the time. Probably now he's closer to it, but he truly is an incredible comedian. And it's just this like freeing energy that I think a lot of these guys strive towards, you know, just letting go as much as possible and and really hammering out the comedy. Um, and, And listening to both Russell and Joe describe that in this podcast was cool. It was, uh, it's inspiring and it's, and it's cool to know that they, you know, that everyone is still kind of working towards this point that they may never attain. You know, I don't think Joe ever thinks that he'd be as good as Dave Chappelle, but it doesn't mean he doesn't work his ass off and it, and it's cool. But anyway, it was a great podcast. Uh, again, thanks guys for downloading. I appreciate the support and, uh, that's it. Have a great week. Bye.